One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even though many people might say, hey, wasn't it a huge risk going from a large company like Amex or Citi and going to a startup, I actually it was actually a, quite a bit of a risk going from a startup to a big company. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm Jenny Rooney, and I am thrilled to be here today with Natalie Sunderland. Uh, she Hi, Jenny. is the CMO of BNY Mellon. Natalie, welcome. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Jenny. Well, thank you so much for being here. We're actually doing this live and in person at our Adweek Outlook 2024 event in New York City. We're thrilled to be here in person doing this because I think it creates a it's a different dynamic than than doing this, um, you know, via studio. A, a, a platform. Yeah, exactly. A Zoom platform or equivalent. Um, but it's wonderful to meet you in person. So same, again, same. I've always been a fan of Ad Week. I've been reading it since I was in my early twenties. Oh, we love to hear that. We love to hear that, and we love we love our brand fans. <laughs> to borrow a term that that you hear marketers talk about. Um, so, Natalie, let's just start by having you tell us a little bit about you. With the Marketing Vanguard podcast, it's it's truly about the person. It's about who you are as a marketing leader. It's about you know the choices that you're making, um, the decisions that you're making that change the trajectory for. Uh, yourself, your brand, your business, all the above. And we're going to get into that in a minute, but I'd love for you to first start by introducing yourself to our listeners. Sure. Um, Natalie, I'm here at BNY Mellon. I've been with the company for about two and a half years or so. Um, And it's a little bit interesting that I'm working um, at a company, a financial institution like BNY, because my, the past 10 years I've been working in tech startups. Hmm. Um, and what's really interesting about uh, BNY Mellon right now is it's actually, in my view, more of a startup than any, uh, in some ways, as much of a startup as any of the other startups that I've worked for. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, sure, absolutely. For, first, I'm, be, I'm so curious about the transition you made intentionally from those startups to a financial services firm. So talk a little bit about that shift. Sure. So uh, early in career, I spent you know my foundational professional years at American Express. Mm-hmm. And I think the interesting thing about Amex, I'm sure you know folks over there, it's such a great training ground mm-hmm. for leadership, for customer centricity, and to really understand commerciality. Because marketers own P&Ls, they own parts of the PNL. Mm-hmm. And in my roles at Amex, I was always building. I was part of a team that started our online bank. Uh, I ran product development for the U.S., cards business, and then later international. So I've always been attracted to the notion of building and to technology. And through a mentor, I had an opportunity to 
leave New York, move to California. She mm. said, it's where all the cool stuff is happening. <laughs> this was about 10 years ago. So we packed up our two kids and one dog. Today it's three kids and two dogs. Oh my goodness. Uh, moved to California and started fresh. Um, and initially it was hard and we missed New York and it's definitely a different way of operating. I learned how to give compliment sandwiches and talk a little <laughs> slower. Um, but and this is 2014, you said. This so is 2014. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, I, I will say that having career adventures and taking risks really just um, shows you what you can do. Mm. What's your education background? I, I meant to ask you that. Did you get an MBA in marketing? Or no, did you? Okay. no, I did an um, undergrad. I'm originally from Canada. I went to school yeah. in Canada. I have a business undergrad degree. Yep. Um, and I could never justify stepping out of the workforce yeah. to do an MBA. It just didn't make sense for me at the time. Yeah. Interesting. So, and I always like to ask that question. I'm, I'm personally fascinated by marketers' educational backgrounds because I think what you'll find if you ask that question more and more is it's all over the place. I mean, truly, uh, you know, I've spoken to engineers and and history majors and, oh, yeah. you know, literature. I mean, I think it, it runs the gamut. Obviously, a, a vast majority come through the bus through business schools. You yeah, know. I think that makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, marketers need to understand clients, mm -hmm. the market, and the products, mm -hmm. and the business, right? Yeah. So that and then that's how you create a market by just understanding all of those areas. And, right. and you can come to that through lots of different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, so you went West, you took a chance, you learned big chance. some new things about yourself and about marketing at startups. Actually, so I had spent most of my careers in consumer and cards. Mm -hmm. And my very first uh, startup was a technology company in healthcare, selling to benefits, B two B. So it was, it was everything was new. There was not a single thing that wasn't new. But um, I think what you learn um, working for a startup, and I'm sure many of the folks listening have, have had this experience. You just have to learn how to trust yourself mm. um, and just get ready to learn. And the cool thing that I learned is, you know, for the most part, I didn't. Like the answer was out there somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, spending time online, doing my own research, learning. There are playbooks that exist and there's lots to um, build from. Mm. Did you find a community when you were out there of uh, people who were in the No, I was really, situation? honestly, I was really working on your like own. 100 hours a, a week. So. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, but um, I will say that there are a couple of folks that I ended up spending a fair bit of time with. They're um, in, in um, the Valley and I think now a little bit more broadly there's this um, uh, practice called category design, and I did end up spending um, a fair bit of time with a couple of category designers as we were going through our own category design exercise. And I'd say that I probably, you know, learned a lot from them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So fast forward to to BNY Mellon. So you came, arguably, you came back to financial services. Well, in one some of my respects. startups was actually a fintech okay, uh, called Adapar, focused cool. on um, wealth management and wealth mm -hmm. management software. And that was probably the strongest connection point. Getting you back. Yeah. So talk about the decision you made then to go go to BNY right. uh, and come back to New York. Uh, no, I'm still in Palo Alto. I'm right. bi-coastal. I travel. I will say there there's one decision. So I spent a bit of time in healthcare yep. between the first and the second startup before going to um, the fintech. But one of the things that I learned, and I, I do think it's it, it was a decision that I kind of had to search mm -hmm. myself for. As a head of marketing, I think you have to 
be able to be an evangelist for the company, to be able to tell the story really intrinsically, mm. really deeply. And given the fact that I wasn't a doctor, I didn't have a healthcare background, I kind of recognized that I'd only be able to do so much for the company that I was working for. Mm. And for that reason, I um, made the decision to go back to financial services, went to a fintech. Um, so that was an important decision. And then I will say, even though many people might say, hey, wasn't it a huge risk going from a large company like Amex or Citi and going to a startup? I actually, it was actually a, quite a bit of a risk going from a startup to a big company. How so? Well, obviously a big company isn't going to go out of business tomorrow, but it was a pretty significant career risk. Could I recruit talent? Mm. Um, could I actually mobilize change? Mm -hmm. Could I get stuff done? Would it take forever? And so, you know, I was worried that I wouldn't have anything to show for, you know, the my time there or that I wouldn't be able to get anything done. Mm. And as it turns out, it's actually like 100% the opposite. And what I learned about BNY Mellon through, you know, early conversations, and it, I'd say it's exponentially, you know, everything that I thought, um, this is a company that is transforming. We're going through a multi-year transformation and we have a leadership team that is um, helping to drive a company, like just a new version uh, of itself. Well, talk about what is BNY oh, Mellon that's for a great people idea. who don't know. Sure. And, and lots so of people tell don't. us where it's been, where it is now, and where it's going. Okay. So great question. So I'll just start with, you know, what is this company? Mm. Um, so BNY Mellon is a global financial services company. Mm -hmm. uh, we support uh, our clients. We've got $50 trillion in assets on the platform. Mm. Um, we manage money, we move it, and we keep it safe. That's the simplest description. So 20% of the world's assets mm -hmm. on our platform. Um, ultimately, we see our role as helping to make money work for the world. We're a technology and services company. Mm -hmm. And so we work with all sorts of clients, asset managers, asset owners, corporations, to help them accomplish their goals. Mm. Um, we do that across the financial life cycle. Okay, so that is what. But the I will, so one other thing, it's sure. super. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred and forty years old. We are the oldest bank in America, wow. and the oldest continuously operating company in New York City. Huh. And we're celebrating. We're actually going to be sharing a bit more about this uh, later today on social media. So we're breaking some news here, but we are um, going to be kicking off our two hundred fortieth anniversary campaign today. Phenomenal. So where are you going? First of all, were you the first CMO they hired? No, we've okay. had CMOs before. So talk a little bit about why. And by the way, just to be super, super clear, yep. uh, global head of marketing and communications. We don't really have uh, you know, CMO of titles. But yeah. Use that. I use that as a proxy for totally fine. highest level marketing Just in case leadership. legal's listening. <laughs> I understand completely. Noted. Um, <laughs> So let's talk though about you know you you decided to join. What opportunity did you see though? You know because yeah. I think you said the re the reasons the way it was a risk for you, but also what was the opportunity? And you mentioned the 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 CEO and the leadership and sort of their vision of of where they wanted to take yeah. it. I mean, what I, was appealing to you in that? So um, this goes back to when we were chatting a little bit earlier. Um, when I meet. Um, executive teams, mm -hmm. when I think about my next opportunity, I always think about, can I be successful in the role? Mm -hmm. um, I think about my skill set. 
um, which is creating markets um, and taking misunderstood companies or unknown companies and making them understood, mm-hmm. right? That's that's and doing that while creating financial revenue impact, right? That's 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 what I do. However, you can only do that if, in my experience, I can only do that if I have certain um, ingredients lined up. And what was really great to see is that as, as I, again, got to know the company a couple of years ago, the company had and has all the ingredients it needs for success. It's a great, you know, it's got great uh, technology and great services. It's got a fantastic reputation in the market. Um, we're investing in innovation and R&D and technology. We have a really great leadership team that's thinking about not just solving the problems of today, but solving the problems of tomorrow. And um, we have a CEO, um, thankfully, and an executive committee who actually understands that, you know, given that we have a perception problem in the market, that marketing and communications can play a meaningful role in changing those outdated perceptions. Mm. And so, and by the way, if I can also help the company make money as part of that, then, you know, it's great. So that was going to be my next question, which is how is marketing regarded within the organization? You know, is it a true, does it truly have a seat at the table? Is it a truth growth driver? What have you had to do to further that um, awareness, visibility, perhaps respect and value sure. of marketing within the company? I, I won't speak for others. I, I can only speak, I'm only going to speak for myself I will say that I feel valued. Mm. And I I do feel that every day, you know, I get to like put my finger, fingerprints on the company. I think that um, we have been given a tremendous opportunity to be really creative about solving the problems that need to be solved. And I'm really, really grateful that um, our CEO and executive committee is trusting and trusting me with the story and the results that we are trying to drive. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So let's talk about, let's share with me some specifics, because I know you've used some um, unexpected tactics and strategies to further this the brand and to to bring that relevance and and understanding to the market. Talk a little bit about that, you know. Sure. Sure, I'll do that. I think before I talk about how we're doing it, maybe I'll just be like even a bit more precise about the business problem mm. that I need to solve. 
please. So um, as I mentioned, 240-year-old company, and um, there are outdated perceptions of the company. Either people don't really know us, they don't really understand what we do, mm-hmm. and when they do know us, again, they know us for solving yesterday's problems, maybe being a little slow, being bureaucratic, um, and being really good tacticians, but not necessarily strategic partners. Mm. But that's not who we are. As I mentioned, we have really all the ingredients to be even more successful than we are today and to really demonstrate how we partner alongside our clients to help them achieve their ambitions. So, you know, I think in in looking at that business problem, we just took a look at where we are with our brand survey. And relative to our peers, our awareness scores were lower, our and all the metrics, consideration, interest, willing to buy, everything was lower. And so um, what we what we recognized is we needed to drive up awareness and we needed to drive up consideration. Those were the two. And if we kind of nailed that, then everything would fall into place. So what are we doing about that? Well, we recognized that there's something different going on at BNY Mellon, and we needed to have some shorthand to help that show up. Mm. Last year, we introduced... A new brand vibe. We introduced colors that are traditionally not seen in financial services, yellow, purple, pink, cyan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you take a look at some of the creative that we put out, it's actually, I think to most, it might be surprising that we are a financial services brand, but I needed to quickly be able to signal to the market there's something different going on here. Yeah. So we could just open the door a little bit um, so that, you know, again, our team could have conversations. I will just note, though, and I think it's, it's, I just do want to call this out. This isn't just a brand effort. It's a, it's a company effort, mm, you know, yeah. led by our CEO and our executive committee, ensuring that we are actually showing up in a different way with our clients. So the brand is the amplification of that. Yeah. But in fact, we're really focusing on being more commercial, having stronger ownership, being more execution oriented, and really being strong strategic partners to our clients. And and so again, from a brand perspective, I'm just trying to reflect that. But we've got salespeople and many of our folks on the ground who are just trying to make that real every single day on the ground. Yeah. So there's a question I ask, um, and I mentioned it earlier about this concept of decisions, right? And, and literally defined a vanguard as a group of people who through their actions are creating change. Is that sort of like yep. the truncated right. version of definition? Sure. What is an action or a decision you've made that you feel that you can point to and say, um, that's an example of, of something I've done that's that's had positive ripple effects for either the brand, the business, or um, the industry at large? Sure. So this is going to sound goofy. <laughs> But maybe it's a, a representation of the strategy kind of manifested at the most micro level. Yep. And then maybe I'll give you like a Goofy's bigger- good. Okay. Um, I personally approve every song that is played at our town hall. That's not goofy. That's fantastic. And the reason that's important is because my objective is to show our employees who are a really important part of the storytelling yeah. Yeah, yeah. that we are- showing up as a different company. Mm. We are a modern and innovative company. Mm. And if you're a modern company, you can't be coming to your all hands and hearing Huey Lewis in the news, right? <laughs> so I love Huey Lewis, God bless him. But um, And so I want um, our employees, when they attend an all hands, a town hall, to discover something new. Yeah, They're going to hear new ideas and the music is part of that right. vibe. 
So that gives you a set. And so then I like communicate the same thing with my team across every dimension. Is what you are thinking about, is it modern? Is it pushing the envelope? I mean, obviously, like not to the outer, outer edges, but like, is it changing the way people think about who we are and financial services? Yeah. So that's a small example. I'd say the bigger, maybe a bigger example might be, um, you know, we're a big bank with Mm -hmm. a small budget. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd say probably one of the more consequential strategies that we've implemented is, you know, rather than spend a bunch of money on earned media, which mm. I'd love to be able to do. I mean, who wouldn't want a big Times Square or campaign or Super Bowl ad? Um, but realistically, um, you know, our ecosystem as a B2B company is fairly contained. Therefore, you know, we have direct channels to reach our audiences through earned media and social media. And so I'd say one of our bigger shifts has been making sure that we can actually drive that earned coverage. And I will say it's one of the benefits of having marketing and comms under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. We actually have the marketing team partnering with comms to make sure that as we're creating the program, we're thinking about earned as an outcome mm-hmm. and making sure that we're baking the cake with the ingredients that we need to get the headline and the coverage that we're looking Love for. Love that. Love that. Um, question to, to you about your leadership style. Um, and I use the analogy of a soccer team. Um, you're a soccer player on a pitch. Are you the striker seeking to score those goals? Are you at the midfield trying to sort of be that connective tissue between the strikers and the defensive players? Or are you at the back defending the goal at all costs from competitive advance? It's a startup, so all three, depending on the situation. Okay. Depending on the situation. I will say that um, initially... When I first got there, I might have been a little bit more so mid and striker Mm -hmm. because we were teaching um, a new strategy, Mm -hmm. right? We were teaching people, in some cases, who had never seen the color blue, what blue is. And, you know, we might hear, oh, we're doing this blue thing. And I might say, like, that's not not blue, it's orange, (laughs) right? Um, But now the team the people that we like, the, everybody kind of understands blue. Sometimes we need to, you know, adjust around the shade of blue. Um, but, you know, I think as a result of this, and I think not only that, the team, I hope if they're listening, would agree that they have permission to, mm-hmm. like, we all get the strategy. We all know where we're going. Just like go for it. Yep. Um, and that's really exciting to see. I'm loving the careers that are flourishing on the team. And in particular, seeing some of our junior talent just recognize they can, they don't have shackles, they can just go for it. Super but hopefully, cool. hopefully they'd say that. <laughs> hopefully they'd say the same. Last quick question. We're at Outlook 2024, and this is all about looking ahead into the new year at both the challenges and opportunities that face the industry as a whole, but also the participants within it. As you look across or look out across 2024, um, at the end of this year, what will success look like for you? Yep. For BNY. Sure. Um, Three things. Brand equity goes up. Mm -hmm. The metrics move. Number two, our clients understand what we do. And um, ideally, we double the number of relationships we have with them. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is our employees low when they talk about working for the company. Love it. Natalie, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. 
This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.